listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. talking about how to have a relationship with God and what that kind of looks like um, to connect with God and all those things. And so, yeah, when you guys came in, we made you grab a Bible. So we're going to have these Bibles here every single um, week. Uh, Those are for you to grab and use. Um, It's going to be like the thing. Like you come in here, you grab a Bible, you sit down, and we're going to open up the Bible and talk about it. Uh, So that's going to be really, really cool. Um, If you don't own a Bible at home, you're welcome to have this. Um, it could be yours if you take it home. Um, I would be happy for you to take that home if you don't own a Bible. Um, this can be your Bible. So we're going to be talking about what tonight? The Bible. Okay, so that's why we have these Bibles. We're going to be talking about it. And we're going to read every single word tonight. Starting in Genesis to Revelation. You guys ready? We're going to just read it. I'm kidding. We're not going to read every single <laughs> Some of us must read this is a really long book. No, we will not read every word. But we will jump around in it, and I will give you page numbers from now where you guys can jump to that on the page. Does that make sense? I'll give you page numbers, okay? Um, and so there's page numbers in your Bible. But one way that you guys can find books in the Bible, if I were to say turn to John, you can turn to the first few pages in your Bible. There's a table of contents, and it has a page number for the book of John. And then if I said turn to John chapter 4... So you go to the table of contents, look where the book of John is, find that page number, go to John chapter, John, like go to the first page of John, the book of John. Then you would, if I said John chapter four, you would look for the number four. So you start turning the pages till you find four. And then if I said verse 17, which would be really cool if, this, if anyone wants to read me this verse, that'd be fascinating. Uh, this is just out of my brain, so maybe. Uh, John four seventeen. And you turn, you look at the numbers. There's little numbers on the um, the sentences, and you can find the seventeenth one, and that's where we would start. Anyone have John four seventeen? What does it say? Read it. Anyone read it out loud? What? John four seventeen. Yeah, Grace. Wow, super, absolutely thrilling. Well done, Grace. Well done, Grace. You could have just read from me from anywhere in the Bible. I would not know. Um, But sounds right. Sounds right. So we're going to talk about the Bible. And so since the beginning of time, there's been this lie, okay? Uh, There's been this uh, lie that has been believed as truth. And it started in Genesis 3, 1 through 7, where Adam and Eve did not listen to the truth of God. And some of you guys know this story, but some of you don't. Um, And they didn't listen to God. God said, don't eat of this tree. And they decided to eat of it anyways, and then entered evil, right? Adam and Eve believed the lie that Satan spoke to them, the lie that God's not to be trusted, 
The lie that God does not know what's best for us, the lie that God does not love us, that he doesn't care and that he doesn't exist. So in light of but, okay, in, but, in spite of all of this, God's creation pushes against that lie every single moment, every single day. So when you see a beautiful sunset, don't you feel like there has to be a God? When you experience a delicious meal from Chick-fil-A, don't you feel like there has to be a, you're like, man, this is like, this, there has to be a God. All right, this didn't just come out of thin air. Like when we listen to music though, like a really good song, don't you feel like, you know, there has to be God? Like everything is awesome from the Lego movie. It's a really good song, all right? Nah, this is, some of you guys don't like that song. So when we experience creation, that lie that God does not care about us, that there's not a God, that God doesn't know what's best for us, begins to crumble. We begin to wonder. There must be a bigger meaning. There must be a creator. There must be someone that has designed this and that loves us. And we call this, and this is a big theological t- term, it's called general revelation. And it's just this idea that in general and at large, when you look around and you explore through science and math and studying, as you explore, you realize there, there must have been someone who created this and made this. For me, I experience God when I'm taking a really hot shower and I have a bowl of ice cream with me. In the shower. I'm not going to lie to you. If you haven't tried it, it is like worship. It is a wonderful. You got the hot water on your back. You got the ice cold ice cream going in. Woo! That is experience. That's an experience. Like I said, the faucet's back here. It's, hitting your, it's not hitting you in the face. It's hitting, it's hitting you in the back. And you got the ice cream and you're just scooping. It's a, go ahead. Hate on me. All right? Go ahead. Try, if you... Try it this week and let me know. Okay, try it this week and let me know. Listen, when I'm experiencing that, I, I literally feel like there, there, this is so good. This is so amazing. Like seeing a sunset or a sunrise. It's like God's voice is saying to me, like there, there is truth that's being revealed through his creation. And, and the problem is that we often don't listen to it. And our hearts are bent um, to listening to the lie that God, that God doesn't care, that God... Um, doesn't care and isn't speaking to us at all. So one of my friends from childhood, actually, um, she was when she was in middle school, um, she was a youth group leader. Um, she was a great student leader. She was someone who I looked up to as a Christian. I was like, this person like gets it, knows Jesus. And But I remember in high school, when she entered high school, she started to run away from God. Some of you guys are about to go into high school next year. And we were at a high school camp together. And I remember her saying these words to me. I'm not convinced that God is real. If God wants me, then he has to come and get me. I have to hear from him directly to believe in him. And until I do, then I'm done with him. And to this day, she does not follow Jesus. She has not heard from God. In reality, I think that God has been speaking to her. She just hasn't been listening. Because God has spoken how? You have it right in front of you. Through the Bible. It's been written down by human beings, led by the Holy Spirit, and you can hear what he says to you. So have you heard from God? Have you heard his voice? Are you listening? And a better question is, are you reading the Bible? Think about it. When was the last time you sat down and read the Bible just by yourself, alone with God? The Bible is special revelation. So you have general revelation creation. But then you have special revelation, which is God's words written down that speaks to you and reveals himself to you. 
Just by seeing the sunset, you can't be saved. But by reading the word of God and hearing the story of Jesus, you can be saved. And that is special. So I got three points. One, God's word, okay? And we're going to go pretty quick. So I have a teacher, um, and a piece of his story is this. Um, He was really, um, he wasn't a Christian at the time. He was depressed. Um, And so he... um, he started, you know, really questioning, you know, the reality of existence. Does life matter? Is it meaningful? Is there any hope? If everyone's just born to die, then what's the point of life? And so he decides that he's done. He just wants to drive his car off the edge of a cliff. So he picks out the cliff. He decides that he's going to take his car and drive it off the edge of the cliff. So he pulls up to the cliff, all right, in his car. He's going to take his life, drive off the edge of the cliff. But you know what he does? He, he says, before I do this, I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to just sit and look. At God's creation. So he got out of the car, sat on the edge of the canyon, and he began to enjoy the view. And he saw the birds, and he saw the dew rise up on the grass, and he saw the sun peak in the early morning light. And in that moment, something was pressing into his heart saying, there might be something to all this. There might be something to this world. And so he decided to get back in his car and just go home. And he began to explore who created these things, who made these things, and where did he go? He went to the Bible, and he found God. The canyon and the sunrise were not enough to rescue my professor from God's wrath for being a sinner. But it was enough to reveal to him that there is a God. We need, though, something more than just this general revelation We need something special. We need God to actually speak to us, right? My friend from middle school and high school was right. She needed God to speak to her. And we have it. And it's the Bible. And that's what he needed. And so God has spoken throughout space, time, and history. And his words have been written down here. And they're words to you and words to me and words to my teacher. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light, right? God said, let there be an expanse. And there was an expanse. And God said, let me make man in our image after our likeness. And there was male and female made in God's image. God created all things with what? How did he create? Think about this. Did he? How did he create? And the Bible says he created with his words. God said and God spoke and it was done. These very words that are capable of making new life out of chaos, out of nothing, out of darkness, They've been written down in this book. And if you read these in the nothingness and the darkness of your heart and the chaos of your heart and the sin of your heart, something new can be made in you if you read these words. These words are God's inspired by him. So turn to page 42. This is the proof that these are God's words. Page 42 is Exodus chapter 32, verse 16. So when you turn to page 42, you've got to look for the big number, 32, and then you look for the tiny number, 16. And this is what it says. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. This is the beginning of the Bible being written down. And it says that it was God's writing, written by God. All right, then turn to page 588. It's 2 Peter. Look for the big number one and the little verse 21, all right? Little number 21. Look for 2 Peter 1, 21. And it says this. Page 588. 
Being number one, little verse 21. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by his Holy Spirit. It's saying that God's Holy Spirit wrote down these words. And then turn to page 579, just a few pages back. It's 2 Timothy. Look for the big number three. That's the chapter number and then the little tiny verse 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16. It says this, that the Bible, all scripture, is breathed out by God. And profitability for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. This is that the Bible is breathed out by God. What's breathed out by God? His words. It's inspired by God. Spoken to us. Have you guys ever like read parts of the Bible and been like, man, I really wish God would speak to me like he did to Moses or to Noah or to Abraham? Like, have you ever like thought that? Like, man, if he would just like talk to me like that, that would be clutch. I have a, another teacher who was teaching me, and he was struggling with this idea of, like, I do. I need God to just speak to me. He, he, and, and he wanted um, to experience this, like, incredible moment where, like, he heard God's voice audibly. But all he had was the Bible, and he felt like that wasn't enough for him. But God, somehow through the power of the Holy Spirit, he became convicted that the Bible is enough. And it's truly God's spoken word written down. It's God speaking throughout space, time, and history so that you can read it. It's the infallible truth. And it's good enough for him. You guys have to decide, is God's word, is this Bible good enough for you? Second point is God's authority. So turn to page 579 again. All scripture is God is breathed out by God. It's 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, the verse we were just at, page 579. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitability for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be made complete through it, equipped um, for every good work. The Bible has authority, what? To tell you what to do because it's God's word. It has authority to equip you, to correct you. Just like your parents have authority to equip you and correct you and train you, just like your teachers have that, the Bible has the same authority. It also has the authority to judge you. It has the authority to also save you. The Bible must not only be believed as true in God's inspired word, but must also be obeyed because it is God's word. If you're willing to obey a police officer, if you're willing to obey your parents, if you're willing to obey your teachers, why would you not be willing to obey the one who created those people in his image, in his likeness? Why would you not be willing to listen to his words and say, you know what, he knows what's best for me, I'm going to obey. Because listen, if we had our way, we would stay up all night and drink monsters and candy and never have a green vegetable for the rest of our lives. But listen, you would die, literally die. If you did not sleep, you stayed up all night and you drank monsters and candy, you would die, like within a year. I, can't, I really feel confident about that. Okay? Yeah, I feel like you would, I do. I just feel like you would just die from a seizure. Um, it would be terrible. But your parents say, no, no, don't do that. I have a better way for you. You're not going to like it. It's good for you, though. You're going to have to eat your broccoli. Trip, where are you? Eat your broccoli. Um, because it's healthy for you. Or you're going to have to drink water instead of monsters. Okay? You're going to have to. Okay? This is what God is doing. This is what he's doing with his words, his authority. He's trying to help you. He's, he's giving you the words of life, so listen to them and obey them. And then it reveals the third thing is God's heart, okay? So there's this um, lady, her name's Rosario Butterfield. She's a university professor and author, and she hates Christians. Hates them, and she hates the Bible. She feels like the Bible is often used in posters and signs to mock her and her lifestyle. 
She began a research project on Christians, and in the process, she met a pastor who befriended her. He had her over for dinner, this pastor, invited her over for dinner, and she was like, okay, I'm going to use this relationship as part of my research. But what she found out as she met and ate dinner with him and his wife is that she became friends with him. And through this friendship, she's like, maybe I'll start reading the Bible for myself. And so she would read it in multiple translations, multiple times in a day. And then she went to a house party with some of her friends who weren't Christians either. And they said to her, Rosario, all this Bible reading is changing you. And she responded to her friends, well, what if the Bible's true? What if Jesus is real and risen? What if we're all in trouble if we don't believe in him? She would continue to read the Bible and wrestle with God. And in her own words, she writes, and this is when she converted. This is when she became a Christian through the Bible, through reading scripture. She said, conversion was a train wreck. I did not want to lose everything that I loved, but the voice of God sang a love song. The voice of God in scripture sang a love song over me. And in the rubble of my world, I weakly believed that Jesus could conquer death, that Jesus could make right my world, then I want him. And so she fell in love with Jesus through reading the Bible. The Bible reveals God's heart. It reveals his love for sinful people like you and I. A love that is revealed fully in who? Jesus. It's a story of God, his son, and his spirit. This is what the Bible wants you to know and wants you to know about Jesus. So let's keep practicing. Page 517. Turn with me. Look for the big number one, chapter one, and then the tiny little verse 14. Listen, this is so good. This is like this is like the best part, okay, the whole talk. So if you checked out, check back in. This is so good. It says that the word in John 1, 14 on page 517, it says the word, the word, God's word, that was spoken in the beginning became flesh, took on a body, and it then dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as only of the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. For from his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. From Jesus, we've received grace upon grace. For the laws given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who's at the Father's side. But Jesus has made him known. Page 580. Look for the big number one and then look for tiny little verses one through two. Page 580, Hebrews 1, 1 through 2. Hebrews 1, 1 through 2. Turn to page 580, big number 1, and then tiny little numbers 1 through 2 for verses. Long ago, many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers, our ancestors, by the prophets, which is written down in the Bible as well. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by who? His son, whom he appointed the heir of all things to whom all the world has been created. All right, turn to page 529. Yeah, yeah, hang in there. Come on, come on, you can do it. This is a workout, all right? A little finger workout, okay? Page 529, look for the big chapter number 20 and the tiny little verse 31. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Do you know what the Bible reveals to you if you read it? It reveals to you Jesus and it reveals for you to, the way to be saved and to be known by God, which is our greatest longing in our hearts, is to know our God. The Bible reveals that God sent Jesus to die in your place for your sin, for your rebellion and your refusal to read 
the Bible, for your refusal to listen to him, for the refusal to hear his voice. But Jesus listened and he obeyed the Father even unto death. So that, that you and I who naturally don't listen and ignore God, so that we could hear God's voice through scripture. And so that we could one day read these words and by the power of the Holy Spirit, be convicted and believe in Jesus and follow him. Listen, I cannot persuade you to read the Bible. I cannot convince you to make this important in your life. But what I really wish was that my friend from middle school and high school would know, and if I could talk to her, I wish she would know that God is speaking and that he is chasing after her. And he did so, and he made sure that his words were written down. And it's through this book. But I cannot convince her, and nor can I convince you. It has to be done by the Holy Spirit inside your heart. And so if you're sitting here today and you feel a desire to read scripture, that's amazing. And we're going to give you guys little cards today. It's a reading plan and a prayer plan. And you can go home and each day read a little part of the Bible. And your small group leaders will have those for you. And I want you guys to try it. Just try it and see what happens. And you don't have to be perfect at it, but try it. And then talk about it in your small groups. Okay? Sound good? Yes, sir. You hear me? Read the Bible. Listen to what God has to say. And then listen, if you read something really strange and really weird, because there's some really strange and weird things in there, come and talk to me. Come talk to your small group leader. It's amazing what's in the Bible. It's absolutely blow your mind. Craziest stories. And you're going to have questions. But that's why we're here to talk about them. Okay, let me pray. We're going to go to small groups, but we're not going to, I'm not going to let anyone get snack shacks. We're going to just go straight to small groups. And then after small group, you guys can go to snack shack. Does that make sense? All right? Sounds good? I'm sorry. Love you guys. All right, Father, thank you um, for what you're